This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And Moy stayed onside. Here's Mounier. 2 0 Huddersfield down on the opening day of the Premier League. One two against Tonga. Here's Moy, right footed. 1 0 Huddersfield town. Lindelof misses his header. De Poitras in. Round to Heya. 2 0 Huddersfield town. 2 0 Huddersfield town. Here's Sanka to turn it into the pass. Yes! Tommins scored! Tommins has scored! One of the most important goals of Huddersfield Town's history! De Plattras forward, De Plattras got the better Yeah! And Laurent De Plattras scores! Laurent De Plattras scores! Now we're going to Luton Town, Luton Town away, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the warm-up episode 43. Following the midweek heroics at home, Huddersfield are off to the Hatters this weekend to take on Luton Town. Will Town cap off the week with another win, or will we be saying hats off to the home side? Joining me, your host Brady Frost, to preview Town's latest match, is someone who you can hang your hat on as being a guest on the warm-up. It's Mr James Whitaker. James, how are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm disappointed I forgot to wear my hat for this, but... Uh... Yeah, hopefully, hopefully everyone can get over it. <laughs> well, I'm sure, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. Um, John and James and I is someone who's thrown the hat into the ring with their first appearance on this podcast. It's Mr. Joe Scott. How are you, Joe? Uh, yeah, very, very happy to be on. Um, very excited and uh, enjoying the puns right off the bat as well. That's great. That's, well, <laughs> you can come on again, mate, if you're in, in enjoying it, <laughs> by all means. I should have prepared some. I should have prepared um, some. So, Joe, obviously people won't know this about you, but you're, uh, you're living in uh, Amsterdam, so you're, you're following town as much as you can from, from overseas. Yeah, yeah, using iFollow. Um, we can, we... Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you, uh, you, so, yeah, proper fun if you happen to use iFollow every week, because we moaned about it enough, didn't we, James? And we were uh, not too far from the ground. So, I think the commitment's yeah, was... there, mate. Yeah, I found that funny when everyone was whinging about that because it's just what I've had to deal with for the last uh, three or four years living abroad. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I was back over, over the last few weeks and actually managed to see us win live for the first time in a few years. So that was nice. That was nice. <laughs> and you got to see us lose. So you got the best, you know, you got everything. Yeah, yeah, I got to see us lose. Uh, absolutely awful performance. Yeah. <laughs> the authentic experience, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's too much to ask that for now, wasn't it, really? <laughs> exactly. So, so lads, before we get into the uh, uh, into the bit of analysis, uh, Josh isn't here this week, so I'm in charge of Trash Talk, uh, and it's time for Trash Talk. Oh, just sell it down, play on! Can we sell it down? Okay, so I'm the trash talk master. 
So, Joe, uh, I'll explain the rules, and just for anyone who who uh, doesn't know, I'm going to ask you a question, and you're going to tell me, for example, how many players you can name. Then James can either go higher or call you out if you're talking trash. So Ooh. you can also, if so, if you said like five, James can say six. You could then say seven. I'll be like, you're talking trash, James. Um, so I thought I'd give you the opening bid, Joe, because technically you're unseeded with this being your first first time uh so the question is um so one of the worst games during lockdown was the 2-0 home defeat to Luton in uh, 2020 I think we all watched that uh a game described as bitterly disappointed by manager at the time Danny Cowley um so Joe I'm kind of rambling but the question is how many players uh, how many of Town's players from the starting 11 do you think you can name and I just, you don't need to tell me the players just yet. I just need an opening bid in terms of numbers. <clears throat> oh, I'll go, I'll go for nine. I'll go for nine. nine. Oh, that's a, that's a oh. strong opening bid. James, can you, can you do more than nine? Can you do 10? Uh, you get to start you again, even if you don't, if you get one wrong, you're not out here. No, no, no. It's in probably, 30 seconds, by the way. I Sorry, could probably I do. I think I would back myself to do 10. All right. Are you going for 10 then? Yes. Yeah. Joe, can you can you do 11 or is James talking trash? I'm, I'm trying to have a quick whiz through in my mind now, but I think it, I think I'd end up falling one shot. Um, I'll, I'll let James go. So J- James is talking trash? Yeah, James is talking trash. Okay. <laughs> right. So, James, you're going to have 30 seconds to name 10 yep. of the starting starting 11 yep. from uh, that game against Luton in 2020. So, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. The timer starts now. Go. Uh, Lossell, um, Chalabar, mm-hmm. um, Schindler, Stearman, um, Toffolo, O'Brien, Hogg, uh, Willock, Smithrow, uh, Kachunga, um, Mounier, Campbell. That's it. Uh, time. So, did you see, you said Stearman? Stearman wasn't in the starting eleven. All right. Uh, Kachunga cool. was on the bench. Um, oh. Did you say Stank? You didn't say Stankovic, did no, you? I didn't. No, did no, you say Grant? Off. Oh, I forgot Grant. <laughs> I nearly swore then I forgot Grant. <laughs> I, swear or not. I can't believe I forgot top scorer. <laughs> um, so you are, I only got nine for that. Um, so oh. I got Lossell, Shalaber, Schindler, Toffolo, O'Brien, Hogg, Willock, Smithrow and Campbell. Um, you didn't name Grant, mate. Come on. Oh, you're talking for granted. Oh, hey. I took it for granted. <laughs> I think you don't win purely for that terrible pun, and that's coming from me. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, anyway, well, that was a good effort, lads. That was, I think, Joe, you played that well. That's a good opening performance. Went high, backed him into a corner. Yeah, so fair, yeah. it would have been a bit mad if, like, you can't name more than eleven, can you? Can you? So, so I'm glad it didn't go any higher. <laughs> Love it. Um, well, no, I, I enjoyed that. It's nice to actually post it. I can see why Josh enjoys it rather than me struggling. Um, so I will I will move on. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about Luton. So we're recording this after they've just won 5-0 last night. So um, they're ninth in the league uh, and we're kind of 10 matches in and they've won three, lost three and drawn four. Nice symmetry going on there. Um, the win last night, the 5-0 win against Coventry was actually their first win in seven matches. So um, they weren't on a, a great run in Coventry. Ironically, we were on a good run before that game. So the championship, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I just had a quick look. Um, I'll come to you lads for a bit of the stats, but um, they scored 18 goals so far in the league. Um, obviously quite a few coming last night. But interestingly, the majority of their goals have come in the last half an hour of games. So again, we've seen before with Town, particularly away from home, when they score, it's kind of, in the second half after not the best first half performance. So it could be a bit of an interesting one. Um, something I saw as well, lads, Town have never actually won against Luton um, in the championship since both teams came back into it in 2019. So um, even though 
Town and Luton, I saw, were the teams with the highest XG in midweek. Um, it's not really been high-scoring games. So, Joe, I'll, I'll come. I'll come to you first. Obviously, they've just won five 0 last night, but looks like it's a bit of a tricky contest on paper, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, I didn't realize. Well, I suppose thinking back, we haven't beaten them, but yeah. Um, I mean, I'm always a bit positive with things like that. I think odds are we're bound to get a win against them eventually. Um, but yeah, just coming off a of five 0 um, <laughs> uh, I'm not too confident of that really away from home. I definitely. Probably take a, a draw if it was offered to me right now. Um, mm. And I know we've said recently about town wanting to start fast and we'd managed to do that against Blackburn and get in the face. But after they've just come off a 5-0, I'd, I'd take a very steady and slow start to the match. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I reckon. Keep it tight. No, I think that's... I think yeah, that's keep it shot. tight, exactly. Well, yeah, the old classic. Um, James, what about you? How, how are you seeing this matchup? Uh, the Hatters against the Terriers? Uh, I think that um, from what I can see, they're kind of like an old-fashioned sort of uh, British footballing team and that they, they work really hard. They play uh, sort of high press, quite intense. Uh, play a lot of long balls, so they've got quite a low passing accuracy because they are... They are playing the long balls and they've got the highest tackling inception and foul stats in the championship. So I think it suggests it'll be quite a, quite a scrappy game, really. And we could do with a couple of um, sort of warriors in midfield. So I think it's a bit of a shame that I know we might come onto it, but Hog, Hog's likely at this point likely to miss it. So, yeah, I think that um, there's a bit of, I feel like there's a bit of needle mainly from their side because of the Luton Town away chant. Mm. So I feel like. I almost feel like we've unintentionally shot ourselves in the foot with that champ because they see we've never get anything at Luton Town away mm. now since that chance come out. I think that they just kind of like the the old sort of newspaper up in the dressing room type thing. It kind of seems to maybe it's just a general vibe I'm getting, but it just seems to get them going, and that definitely seems to get their fans going a bit. Even though I don't really think that was the point of the champ, but yeah, that's just a sort of general vibe I get I feel like um, this every time we've been there uh, like you said Brady since since um, since we've both been back in the championship it's been a bit of a been a bit of a disaster really and the one that sticks in my mind was uh, Van La Parra coming off at half time to go and join Red Star Belgrade so <laughs> wasn't it like yeah, his, his, yeah he uh, his next game was like by Munich in the Champions by League by Munich in the Champions League <laughs> which I watched in Belgrade actually which was All really right, weird. Sure I just just watched the <laughs> I just watched him play play against Luton Town, uh, and then he played against Bayern Munich. No offense, Luton fans again. Don't get don't get annoyed by that as well. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I think as I say, I think it'll be a really scrappy game. I think that um, obviously they've they've got goals in the side. It's obvious to say, but I think they they do they are quite an intense team to play, and there's there's going to be a high turnover of uh, high ball turnover as well. Yeah, um, I think you're right. Interestingly as well, there's always something uh, when we play Luton. I don't know if you guys remember, I think it was the one-all draw, but um, it was when Lee Bromby was on co-coms on iFollow and uh, he was criticising some of the players delivering crosses and it obviously him being the, you know, kind of recruitment, in charge of recruitment, it, you know, it was a bit of an odd comment to make. So there's always there's always something when we play Luton. Um, <clears throat> but I'll, I'll, I'll come to you, Joe. Um, Luton have quite a few good players. James Wright, they're, they're a bit... Um, it's very much about the team, but they do have good players as well. Um, was there anyone you singled out from, from Luton ahead of this game? Yeah, I, I picked out uh, the striker, Elijah Adebayo, who mm -hmm. we were meant to be in for in January as well. Um, there's a bit of me that's scared of him for that reason, but we missed out, therefore... Not that he's out against town, but just that... He's obviously more likely to score against us if we were interested in him. Um, and he's scored four in his last three as well. So he's obviously in a bit of form, but I think he fits into that Luton team really well. And they're good at what they do, like James said, like long ball stuff and being quite direct and physical. And he's obviously a big lad and he'll, he'll definitely bounce our centre-backs around. So, yeah, he, he's the one that I'm worried for and, and he fits into their style well. Um, so something to be a bit wary of, I think. I think that's great. And what was it, 450k they paid for him? Um, yeah, 
we all let's not dwell on it <laughs> let's not let's not dwell on it let's not dwell on it um james what about you who did you who did you single out from from the hatters i keep saying the hatters because it's such a weird nickname but i mean it's, it's, a, good nickname. Dog. it's a good nickname. It's uh, an industrial nickname i was gonna say does anyone ones. know where it came from or uh did the i can only assume it's like they made hats there like, like the cobblers potter, and the potters, yeah, 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 the potters at Stoke or the toffees, Evan, which I always like those names. I don't yeah. know why it's <laughs> yeah. just a nice little work in it, but um, yeah, I've gone for um, goalkeeper, uh, mm-hmm. Simone Sluger, so mm-hmm. he's um, that one of their record signings when they brought him in uh, a few years ago for 1.5 million. Um, he's won the creation league with Rijeka and played in the Champions League, so. Um, he was a bit of a coup for them, I think. Um, I think the manager actually said something slightly derogatory about how uh, how they were like they're like bigger than Rieka, which I don't know. I don't know how well that that had gone down in <laughs> in Croatia, but um, yeah, he spent time in um, Juve's youth setup and went to Euro twenty twenty with Croatia. Um, he's been capped at youth uh, youth level and as a full full international as well. Uh, I think he initially he, he struggled to adapt uh, to the championship and then's recovered quite well. Um, 13 clean sheets last season and four so far this season, which is not bad really, um, given that Luton have got a fairly low sort of wage bill. And, and as the, the manager uh, was saying in the interview last night, there's sort of limits as to, he's even admitted himself, like there's limits to sort of how far they, they can go really. And so I think it's... Um, He's definitely like quite a big player for them with that with that price tag, and I think, um, yeah, they they do they do seem to be. Although you know they've got as we've said they've got a lot going forward as well. I think that he's quite a key part of uh, of keeping the goals out the other end as well. Yeah, and you it's a good player to pick because we've got our own informed striker, Joe Danny Ward, um, which I'm sure we'll come on to. But um, as of the last ninety minutes, he's banging form. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> you know. We can only judge him on the last game, that's what <laughs> yeah. I say. Um, yeah, I'm surprised you lads didn't pick my choice. I thought it was kind of a bit of a an obvious one, but I've gone for Harry Cornick. Um, so he's, I think he's scored against us a couple of times and he always looks a bit of a menace whenever I've um, seen him play against town. Um, I must admit, I don't watch Luton every week, but uh, he got two goals and two assists uh, last night. And um, yeah, he's quite versatile. Um, so he he can play in a two with Adebayo. Um, I think they've done that some games away from home, but he's also on the right in a 4 3 3. So a bit of a tricky player. Um, maybe not the biggest name they've had, but he, he tends to just, I mean, Luton have been in the league for what, three seasons now, and um, he tends to get over 10 goals and assists combined um, so far. And he's on track to do that, maybe even have a better season this season. So um, I think he's one to watch, but we can stop talking about, about loot and we'll talk about town because we, uh, I mean, I'm the only one not wearing a town shirt, but we're clearly town supporters here. Um, so let's start talking about them. I just before I ask you about your key player for town, Joe, uh, I'm just going to say we didn't record a uh warm up for Blackburn, I didn't get a chance to go to the game and they won. Um, so I'm just going to stop going to town games because I've been I've not been to that game and the Reading game and we've both scored over three goals in both. So uh, I'll I'll do us all a favour and not go to games. But um, anyway, Joe, <laughs> who are you picked out for town as a key player in this? So it kind of depends on who starts in uh, midfield, whether it's whether Hoggy's fit or whether Vallejo's fit and he starts. But I think whoever's in that role is going to be the key player because. Um, whilst there might be a few balls sailing over the, the top of them, um, I think we need someone really solid in there just to own the match and and get on the ball. That's um, I was going to come on to it a bit later and mention it, but I think I would stick with Vallejo if he's fit to start this one. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I think he he's always there for a tackle. He always seems to be there for an interception. He's, he's quite good defensively, but when he's on the ball and moving forward, um, he's got a bit of class with his passing. Um not to take anything away from Hoggy, but I think it was noticeable in that Blackburn game that Vallejo was playing and, mm-hmm. and when he was on the ball, you could really tell. Yeah. So assuming he's fit again and he um, he starts, then then I'd pick out him as the uh, key man for us. No, I think that's a great shout. And we obviously, we, we all like Hoggy on this podcast, um, yeah. you know, um, but 
I think it's we all know as well that he's he's getting on and he, he always has like niggles like obviously I don't think it was his hip that ruled him out of the Blackburn game but he's always had a bit of an issue with his hip so um, it's good that we have a player like Vallejo to come in and like you say if he's performing yeah. you know he deserves to keep his place so I, I think that's a, a really good shout Joe what about you James um, who have you gone for? Um, I really like that choice but I've gone with um, Daniel Sinani now mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a funny one because Carlos does seem to like want to start him if he's if he's fully at it, um, I think that he may not. He may, but he may not start this one. Uh, given I think it, might, you know, it seems like it's going to be a bit of a scrappy game. Uh, mm. But even off the bench, I think that he's got he's got that kind of wild card uh, quality to him um, with with a bit of a sort of class touch. Really, I think that um, against Blackburn, I was I think I put in in the chat that we've got. I think that one minute he'll do something. A, a bit bizarre and you kind of you can't kind of make your mind up and the next minute it'll just do something and you think wow he's kind of above our level even so I think it's just getting that consistency out of him and um, I think that as well he needs a goal I think he just needs one to hit the back of the net really he's had he's had decent chances now and there was one against um, one against Blackburn um, mm. that he put over and there was another there was another one as well uh, trying to think, was it Everton? I think. Everton, yeah. Um, yeah. So he has, um, he's got an XG of one, so he should have scored by now, and he's due one. So hopefully he can can get one. I also think that there's a lot of sort of discussion about a creative midfielder, but I think that he he can be that, and I think that he is that for now at least. And um, I think we could do a lot lot worse really in that respect. And um, I think he maybe has sort of flown under the radar a little bit just because of how well some others have done, including Sorba Thomas. Um, especially since like his set pieces have been really good as well. Those, those ones that were sort of in swinging, um, mm. in swinging on Tuesday night and um, him and Sorba sort of stood over him against Black- Blackburn. So the opposition didn't really know whether he was going to swing in or swing out and seemed to work really well. The set piece seemed to be back on point. So yeah. And he even seems to be able to put a tackle, tackle in an interception as well. Uh, so he can play as more of a sort of midfielder as well. So yeah, I am uh, I'm back in town's resident Balkan. Uh, come up with the goods. Lovely, lovely. Shock, shocking that from you. Wouldn't expect that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, well, you touched on my player. Um, again, probably a bit of a tap in as well, but um, we can talk about analysis. We've talked about XG, I know I've talked about that. Um, but sometimes a player's in a, in a good, good run of form and like, not that you can predict it, and I'll probably have a shocker now that I've said this, but I just feel like this is really sober Thomas's week. Obviously, he's got the call up to the Wales squad, which he's delighted about. Um, you know, he played really well. That cross he put in for for Danny Ward to nod home was, uh, as uh, Michael Heffler would say, delicious. Um, <laughs> if you're a striker, that's what you want. Um, yeah, I just I just kind of feel like it's the international break after this game, and he's going to go away, and I just I just have a feeling Sorba's going to be on it because he'll want to do as much as he can before that he goes and joins up with Wales, um, you know, to stake his claim because he's, uh, you know, people are saying he's like technically replaced Gareth Bale from the Wales team. So uh, we will see, but, you know, we know how we've obviously we've talk, done it to death and it's, ha- I'm more than happy to keep talking about how good he's been. It's been so good this season. And yeah, I just, I just have a feeling this is going to be his, uh, another one of his games and um, long may it continue. What I'd say, but anyway, we will move on because uh, it's time for the view from the other side. We're sorry, your call cannot be placed. What on earth? We've we've lost to a pub side. We've literally lost to a pub side. Yep. So that jingle means uh, we are speaking to a fan from the opposite team. So earlier, I caught up with uh, Kev from the Luton Town Luton Town Supporters Trust uh, ahead of the game. Here's what he had to say. Hi, Kev. Thanks for joining me. Um, so my first question is: How have you viewed Luton's season so far? Is it what you expected? Our season's been a little bit up and down, I think it's fair to say. Um, three wins, four draws, 
and three defeats. So I think that's um, fair to say it's up and down. Probably is what I expected. We've had an awful lot of injuries at the start of the season, which haven't helped um, get a settled squad out. Slowly but surely, players are starting to come back. One thing that has met my expectations, though, is the entertainment that we've played with. I think the summer signings were all designed to play a much more... Uh, attacking, entertaining style of football, which is what Nathan Jones is known for, uh, as opposed to last season when there were no crowds and we kind of got away with a bit more of a defensive attitude. Um, there's none of that now. We're, we're, we're definitely a front foot side and we look so much better for it and hopefully that remains the case um, for a long while to come. Nathan Jones's relationship with Luton Town, um, I mean, from the outside, it seems like a perfect fit for the manager and the club. Um, but what are your thoughts on the manager? Yeah, you're absolutely spot on. Um, Nathan Jones and Luton Town are just a perfect fit. He works so hard. He recruits players that fit his style. Um, he does presentations to players when they arrive that makes them want to uh, embed into everything that he does. And you can tell that out on the pitch, actually. Um, they're all together. I mean, even um, even when we're behind, like earlier in the season, we were 3-0 down at West Brom. We dug in, got it back to 3-2, nearly equalised. We were two 0 down to Blackburn, got that back to two two. So the character is uh, the character of the players is kind of mirrored with his character. Really, it was unfortunate what happened when he went to Stoke, but I think he pretty quickly realised that he shouldn't have done it. There was only one um, person who was going to keep us up that first season in the Championship. We were doomed when the pandemic hit. Don't think anyone would tell you otherwise. Yes, we were starting to um, come into a little bit of form, but. You know, if there hadn't been the pandemic, I don't think we'd have stayed in the championship. He answered our call. He kept us up. He performed miracles, really, to keep us up. And then to get us into the top half last season, he probably performed miracles again. He's recruited really well in the summer. And um, there's just signs that, you know, we're ready to go through the gears under him again. He's sort of getting his confidence back, having um, been a little bit nervy when he first came back, understandably. And... Um, Everything seems to be going in the right direction under him. You certainly can't criticise him as a Luton manager. What he's done has been fantastic. And uh, long may it continue. So what can we expect from this Luton team on the pitch? I think you can expect um, an entertaining side, a side that's on the front foot. We press really high. We press aggressively. Uh, you know, not just ones and twos. We're pressing sort of groups of fours and fives. Strong at the back. Probably going to play a three at the back. You would think the confidence is going to be sky high after uh, the 5-0 win against Coventry on Wednesday night, which didn't flatter us in any way, shape or form. We're probably good value for even more, actually. If you look at the chances that we've created this season, I think we're sitting in the top three of the XG um, table. So, you know, we've had a pretty difficult start. We've played the three losing playoff sides and two of the three relegated sides. So, um, you know, it hasn't been an easy start, but we're creating lots and lots of chances, even though we've got a fair few injuries. Um, so, yeah, I think you can definitely look for a side that's going to try and press Huddersfield, uh, their defence. We're going to try and play in the Huddersfield half. And, um, you know, at home we're always a pretty tasty side. So, uh, you know, I would imagine you're going to get lots of pace, lots of flair, and hopefully from a Luton point of view, lots of Luton goals. Are there any players that we need to keep an eye out for on Saturday? Yeah, I think we've spoken before about Elijah Adebayo, haven't we? How close he was to signing to Huddersfield and then he came to us. He's on fire. Two goals on Wednesday night, two goals in the home game prior to that. Uh, and he's just a, a real threat. But really, I mean, looking away from him, a couple of players to look out for. Harry Cornick's on fire this season. He only scored once last season, but he's already got four, including two on Wednesday night. And Luke Berry's come back from injury. Uh, in really, really good form. He scored four goals in, well, five games, but two of those games he's only played half an hour and an hour, so you could effectively call it four in four games. Berry's got this knack of arriving late into the box, a little bit like Frank Lampard kind of did. So poor man's sort of Frank Lampard, and uh, he's very good finisher. Whereas Cornick, probably going to drift out wide onto the Huddersfield left-back and uh, and look to expose him. And we do get men in the box, so uh, if Cornick can put some decent balls over, that's probably our best chance and, and, and the biggest threat that Huddersfield need to contain. How are Luton fans feeling about this match? Yeah, I think Luton fans are confident about the game on Saturday. I think most Luton fans are generally confident when we're at home. We're a pretty good side at Kenilworth Road. We're probably even more better uh, under the floodlights, so you 
probably done well to um, get us on a Saturday because we are really, really good under the floodlights. It, the place kind of comes alive then. But it's pretty much alive all the time, particularly, obviously, with fans not being there for the whole of last season. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. You know, Luton fans are still at that kind of fever pitch atmosphere, so um, the atmosphere will definitely be good. You know, I think I think we have to respect Huddersfield. You're above us in the league table, so you've obviously started more consistently than what we have. But, you know, we've taken on the likes of West Brom, um, Bournemouth, Swansea, um, who haven't been as great, obviously Blackburn, who are flying high, and one or two others, and we and we've not really looked out of place. So yeah, I think we're confident in every game we go into, especially at home. So uh, I would imagine even more so after uh, Wednesday night's result that most Luton fans are going to be confident that that we can get a victory, uh, assuming that the players have recovered in that short space of time. What are you expecting from the game against Huddersfield? Yeah, I'm expecting a decent game of football. We're going to try and get the ball down, try and get it into our attacking players and look to work from there. And, you know, I've seen little bits of Huddersfield over the last season and a bit. And obviously the style's changed from the Premier League days into the Championship where the more of a football inside. So that should make for a much better game to watch. Uh, I just think, you know, overall it's going to be two two sides that like to knock the ball around get the ball into their forwards and go well. Obviously, from a Luton point of view, we've got Matty Pearson coming back, haven't we, for the first time since he left. So he's going to get a great reception. And that's something for us to look forward to. We really always cherish um, players that have served us well with distinction. And Pearson definitely did that. So he's sure for a good welcome. But hopefully, uh, whilst he gets a good welcome, he leaves with um, zero points as opposed to the three points we always wanted him to leave with when he was our player. Finally, Kev. How do you see the game going and what's your score prediction? I think there'll be goals in the game. I said before the um, season started, when I saw our recruitment, I don't think we're going to be involved in too many boring games. And as it is, I think the only game um, that we've had that was really low scoring was the home game against Sheffield United and there were chances galore in that one. It just wouldn't go in the back of the net. So I think we're going to, we're going to get goals. Kenneth Road has got to be one of the most um, goals seen this season. Uh, in terms of um, both sides, so I can see both teams scoring, uh, but I I think we're gonna we're gonna win. I think we're on a crest of a wave at the minute. Um, we're playing really well at home, so maybe three one Luton, something like that. Um, obviously we played on Wednesday night. I don't think it's gonna be quite as emphatic as it was uh, then, but you know if Huddersfield score, I, th- I think we're good for two or three goals. So two one three. Okay, lovely stuff. Um, so. Josh isn't here this week. We'd normally do a back in time, but we did talk a little bit about um, the Luton uh, 2-0 defeat. Um, uh, sorry, yeah, 2-0 loss when Danny Kelly was in charge. Um, we can talk about it quickly. Lads, do you remember much from that game? Do you, I suppose you don't really want to talk about it. It wasn't, <laughs> wasn't one to, uh, to be too happy with, was it? No, I kind of um, erased a lot of that from my, from my memory. I, I just remember being incredibly disappointed because you obviously, again, no offence to Luton, uh, but you see him as your opposition and you think, yeah, come on, we can we can have this. We should be winning this. Uh, and and we're just disappointed. I seem to remember we, we didn't really do much at all in that game very well. Um, so, yeah, yeah, pretty bad memories. And I hope we, we, we change that sort of run against them uh, on Saturday. Yeah. Go on, James. Looks like you're you're wanting to talk about this painful memory that I brought up. Yeah, everyone. I was just going to say, um, same really. I think it was. I remember there was a couple of games like that that were just really poor after, um, after 
sort of the sort of lockdown games, which are very very strange in themselves, really. If we're on about the same one, we could be on about the Van der Parra one because they were both both very poor. Um, yeah, I think that as there is that kind of tendency with Luton, maybe we had it a little bit when we first came up to the Championship, but it's like we should every team sort of thinks, yeah, we should be beating them, and I think mm-hmm. like they've almost they've almost seemed to have played on that, and uh, they've obviously done really well. The only other memory I have of Luton, Huddersfield versus Luton Town was when Luke Beckett scored in the 95th minute against them, uh, where we played, didn't play great. That was like that 2005. And uh, yeah, I think Luke, Luke Beckett's legs, I don't know, had, had gone. I don't know how old he was, but his legs had gone. And I, I'm not even sure he was like 30, but yeah, it, it was... Uh, yeah, it was a little, little tapping. I seem to remember, and um, yeah, I remember that. That's that's one game that sticks out, uh, between, other than the more recent ones between us and Luton. Um, so, yeah. was that Luton two 0 when we had West Brom after, and and we pulled a, a result out of the bag? Am I remembering that right? Was that the next game? I think it might have been. What the the one I was talking about? Not the yeah Luke yeah Beckett. yeah not the yeah. not the Luke Beckett one. <laughs> the <Smith laughs> Yeah, yeah, because I remember after that Luton one thinking, oh, we're in proper trouble here. Um, yeah. Of, of going down. And then town being town, we pulled out a win against West Brom, who are absolutely flying. Yeah. Um, remember Charlie Austin yeah. crying, which I know yeah. fans would love. <laughs> and then they went up anyway, which I, I thought was even funny. Like he's crying at others <laughs> and then they still go up anyway. Yeah. We all know we're not a big fan of Charlie Austin here, so I'm really looking forward to when we play QPR and he scores against us because that's just going to happen, isn't it? That's what, that's what mate. Austin's crying. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, son. Cheers, son. <laughs> crying now. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm excited for this because uh, we're moving on to my favourite section. It's time for Return to the Mac. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. The Plax has got the better yeah! <laughs> And Laurent the Plax has scored! What a goal, Aaron Moy! An absolute thunderbolt delivered all the way from Australia! Return to the match. So, uh, Joe... I'm going to let you go first because you know the score um, for this one-off game against Luton. You can bring back a former town great. Well, I'd assume you'd pick a town great rather than someone crap, but um, who knows? Um, <laughs> who, who are you picking for this game? Who are you bringing back? Yeah, I thought about this and I thought very quickly um, and then I couldn't think of anyone else. Um, I'm going for Peter Clark. I just... To be honest, in any situation, I still hold him up really highly. Like, I absolutely love him. Um, but I think for this sort of game, he's exactly who you want. Um, if a striker's gonna like, if a if a striker's gonna back into him and give him a rough day, he'll give it back so much worse. I think he'd he'd be someone you'd absolutely want in centre back for this match. Um, so I'd go for him. Um, but having said that, I am confident that Matty Pearson will step up and do that, especially against his former club. I think. He's got signs of that sort of Peter Clark. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think Mike Pearson will, will step up and do that. But for the sake of this little section, I'll go Peter Clark. Couldn't think of anyone better to have in there. <laughs> I love that shout. I love that shout. I agree Pearson might stand up to it. But, um, oh, you'd, yeah, no, I know exactly what I mean. You'd love Peter Clark being there because, like you said, give it back. Yeah, yeah, give it back so much worse. Um, <laughs> James, what about you? Have you gone for a for a battling defender as well, or um, slightly different, but along the same? Uh, I think that I've 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 gone for. Uh, I think it needed to be a midfielder for me, just because of the injury problems we've had with Hogg and, and Vallejo, and and I've gone for someone who I think complement Ryan a bit. Uh, he came town towards the end of his career. Oh, I'll say it's <laughs> before I continue, but yeah, it's Kevin Gunn. So he town towards the end of his career. He had that one season on loan where I thought he played um, pretty well in, in, in centre midfield as part of that un, unbeaten run that we went on. Uh, again, like his, his legs had gone a little bit, but he just kind of came in and sprayed, sprayed a few passes around and <laughs> sort of showed his quality, really. Obviously, he was. Um, he was really reliable player for David Moyes in that performing Everton team, and 
he's actually the fourth most uh, capped Irish player of all time. So he's kind of like Mr. Mr. Reliable, really. Um, mm. I think Town could do with the sort of experienced head uh, to put some tackles in a sort of mop up while while injured. Um, and yeah, I just thought he was a quality player at, at that level, really, at, at that time for us. Um, so I think that if you know if if it, if I do get to get to play him in the middle with O'Brien, then it, it, it sort of gives O'Brien the freedom to to press forward and and get in that space and attack a bit more and and kill bank and just sort of drop off and play his passes and yeah do do his do his stuff really. So yeah, that's my Look. choice. Yeah, nice. that's a good good shout. I really I really like Coban at time actually. Yeah. I really liked him. Yeah. Not like right. the most sexy. No, sexy no. Return to the Mac ever, but <laughs> well, <laughs> um, I think this says a lot about how we view town because you've gone Peter Clark and Kevin Kilban, um, and I, I've, I've gone for Izzy Brown um, just because he was so good when he joined us online, and I've always wanted him back. I know he's at Preston now, and he's injured. It sounds like his career's not turning out, but I do think. Um, if we're not on it for set pieces, we don't really like if Sorba's not having his best day, we do really struggle to create still. And I just think I know it's going to be a bit of a rough game, but that's where you have your your Pearsons and your oh, I did the classic cliches of pluralizing them. But when you have Matty Pearson, um, <laughs> if Hogg plays, I mean, like say if, if he doesn't belay how can tackle Lewis is not afraid to get stuck in either. And um I just wonder, I I just think I'd love to play Sizzy Brown in this team. And like, you know, when we go for it, I just think, you know, Karoma, Thomas and Sonani and Brown. And then, you know, if Wardy is going to start going, coming into form, I think that's, um, that's, that's, that's exciting in my, in my opinion, but we will see. I, I hope Peter Clark wins. Um, not that I meant to show favoritism, but we will see because uh, Twitter polls, Twitter, anyway. Um, we will we will now move on. Uh, it's time for for you're the boss. So Joe, we'll come to you first again. Um, first question, ask it to all the guests. Uh, you're in charge, but if you're in the dugout, what's your managerial get up? Thank you, Justin. Uh, I'm going nowhere near a suit, suit and tie. To be honest, I'm I'm going full track suit. Definitely full track right. suit. Look like you're getting yeah. involved. I think uh, I think that's the way to do it. I'm just I've. I saw Steven Gerrard the other day uh, in a in a full suit and tie, and he just I just thought he looked a bit stupid. To be honest, I think I think you gotta get a track. <laughs> Does it with some players? No, no, yeah. I think even like the boots as well. Like go for boots, just wear yeah, yeah. to avoid like the kind of Mourinho slash Peter Jackson yeah. risk of running down the touchline and falling over. You've got to have your solid solid boots in there. And they've got not think... predators or uh, Monday Owls. Yeah, <laughs> and tucked in, tucked yeah. in, like tucked into your trackies, like really obviously in that big sort of that big <laughs> If you could just run on if you wanted to, <laughs> just there's always that threat hanging there. Uh, do you not think like managers wearing boots though? I mean, I get tracksuit, um, but do you not think boots is a bit like oh, I want to play? Do... You don't really see it very often, but I do like it. I really like it. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think more of an like, example yeah. now, but yeah. Maybe more of like a Sunday league kind of or lower league thing, isn't it? To, to have the boots on as well. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I like it know. for tactical reasons as well. You don't want to get mud all over your nice sort of Italian shoes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's 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 what's really come down. I suppose it depends what boots it is. Like you said, Monday ounce. I'm assuming they're black. Like it's not like you're going to be wearing like pink boots. I think that's when you. <laughs> that would be unacceptable. Like mercurial vapors. <laughs> I think this says a lot about our town sporting. You know, we like the flair players, but like you know, don't wear the fancy boots. Come on. <laughs> I don't even know if people wear if mercurial vapors has been a thing since like 2005 either. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm so behind on boots. Yes, we still um, got predators. <laughs> I think uh, Adidas still make boots, isn't that correct? Anyway, um, Joe, how, how would you line up town for this game? I feel like we're getting really sidetracked there. Um, actually, kind of boring. I wouldn't really change it from the last game. Um, I think, in fact, yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't change it at all. It'd be the the same setup with three at the back. Um, the only thing I'm not sure about is how long Colwell's out for. Um, mm. 
So I went for Saar in there again, but if Corwell was was available, I'd probably pick him. Despite how Saar's done, he hasn't done bad, but I just love Corwell on the ball. I think he's he's great and he always seems to win a tackle. Mm. Um, yeah, I really rate him. Um, and then, so it'd obviously be Thomas and Toffolo as wing-backs then, and I'd have Vallejo, O'Brien in midfield, and Sonani, Karoma and, and Ward up front. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really change it too much. I think it worked well. No. I, um, I'm going to jump in here, James. I've, I've gone exactly the same as, as you, Joe. Don't change a winning team. Um, yeah. You know, like you said, maybe Colwell, but um, for Saab. Because the, the other thing with Blackburn were not quite the same sort of long ball tactic, but they were trying to knock it long and over the top for, for Barrett and Diaz. And I thought we, on the whole, we handled it quite well. A couple of mm-hmm. occasions we didn't. But yeah, I think, uh, I think don't change a winning formula. Yeah. Yeah, and I think especially with Naby, um, who's been playing quite well this season and like has been unlucky to miss out sometimes. Yeah. But you know, he a lot of people talk about what you know, think of his disasters, but he he can get stuck in and like he likes dealing with the headers and you know a bit of rough housing. So uh, I think particularly for Luton, it'd be good keeping him in. What about you, James? Are you are you throwing in any surprises? Uh, no, not really. I'm afraid. The only the only thing I was just not sure about is the the injuries in midfield. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of thinking if if Hogan, I don't know how bad the Vallejo injury is. So I think uh, I'd be tempted to start with Vallejo if he's fit, or even oh, to be honest, Hog if he was fit. Um, but I think if if there's if if we don't have either of them, then I'd actually be tempted to go for a start for Dwayne Holmes. I think he's been quite good when he's come on he's looked up for it he's looked sprightly hmm. um I think that the only concern about Scott High I, I, I am a fan but it's just he could become like a bit overrun physically I mean none of our midfielders are that that massive are they but <laughs> I hmm. think that it'd just just be a little bit can little bit of a concern about that um the only other thing as well is um I think I'd actually have been tempted to go for Campbell uh, but you just can't drop Ward when he's he's scored these goals and seems to have found this new newfound confidence. So I think that I think that I would be tempted to get Campbell on at some point just because of his energy and his ability to press press mm-hmm. their defenders. And I think that that's a real asset when you go from a team who play a sort of traditional sort of English star. You need you need battlers as well. So that's why I'm a big I'm a, I would be a big fan of Campbell, but there's no way that I'd, I'd drop drop Ward. So yeah, yeah. Uh, round that way, same, pretty much the same, <laughs> same thing as you guys. I know exactly um, what you mean about Campbell. Though. If Ward hadn't scored two, I would have definitely had Campbell in for. Yeah, for just I think got that, him written all over it. Yeah, I think that Corbrand seems to see him as like a way forward. It's kind of like how Cowley used him as well, which I think is um, not a bad not a bad idea. But then also. Like we said, if Ward needs to find his rhythm, don't he? And if he's scored two, you're not going to drop him. <laughs> yeah. Saturday, are you? Well, I don't know. It's your team, mate. No. No, I'm not that type of gaffer. Not that type of gaffer. Get an I arm think... around him more style. Cool. But um, I'm going to ask you how you see the game going and what your score prediction is to kind of finish off. Joe, you talked a little bit about how you think it's going to be a bit of a bit of a rough game, but um, yeah. how, how do you see the game going? And I and I did mention uh, I'd take a draw, but I'm actually going to revise that and be a bit more positive because um, nice. we are seventh after what ten games, and they say after ten games of the season, it's a good indicator of where things are. Yeah. There's still plenty of time for that to change, but we're there for a reason, right? And you don't mm-hmm. go there accidentally after 10 games so I'm gonna be positive I'm gonna say it's gonna be a tight game but that doesn't mean there won't be goals I think we'll we'll win 2-1 with quite a, a late winner again um, but I think it'll have to be hard fought um, yeah and fingers crossed that uh, Luton don't press us to hell like uh, Forrest and Swansea did successfully and then then we'll win 2-1 <laughs> Who, who if I'm gonna who do you think is gonna get the goals? Yeah, that's right. I'm getting that specific. I think I think Wardy's gonna bag again. Wardy and uh Sinani. Let's go, let's go Sinani. He's gonna finally do it. <laughs> like it, like it. James, uh any any difference on that? How do you see the match going? I'm I'm so like enamoured with Joe's prediction that 
I, like mine just seems so like negative and <laughs> and, and awful and and just like yeah I really I really like everything that Joe's just said there so. that was yeah, it's probably not me into it. I'm really up for the game now. You want to will it into I'm like, existence? I might go. I might cancel all my plans and go. Get me on that coach. No, um, I was. I think like my heart probably agrees with Joe, but then my head, my head maybe says like we'd probably take a one all, um, and I think that might be the way it it, it happens really. Um, I'm going to have to say that Stinani's going to score the goal because I'm I'm just backing him to score now and. Uh, He's been um, one of my favourite players so far. So, yeah, I think I think I will I will be backing backing him to score. But I think yeah, I think it will be a really tight game. I think that it's a really strange one because I think there's actually goals in both sides, but the way that Luton seem to play is quite, you know, they do they do sort of keep it tight. So it's a really 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 strange one. I think it, it really anything could happen could happen really. You know, uh, so yeah, that's that's my prediction. No, I like it. I, I like how you've gone from super positive to like you know going bit back to let's be sensible now, guys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm annoyed at myself. To be honest, <laughs> I just can't. Think you were the talking with the heart. <laughs> yeah, you were talking with the heart at the start, and then it's gone to yeah, it's gone to the head yeah. at the end. <laughs> you can. We all do the same prediction sometimes. Um, I, I. I I think it depends what town turn up. Like I know it's such an obvious, but we've seen they weren't great against Swansea, um, and then they do well against Blackburn. And obviously, we saw what happened against Blackpool. You know, they weren't great for the first half, and then got a goal when it turned on its head. I, I do think it's. Um, I, do, I don't want to use the classic. It depends which way the first goal goes, but. Um, I can see it being scrappy. Like you say, it's going to be hard for regardless. So I've gone for a 1-1 draw. Um, and I actually see us maybe taking the league uh, lead. Uh, I'm going to go for a piss. Uh, no, I'm going to go for a, a SAR header from a, from a corner or a set piece. Uh, I just think it's one of them. He actually scored uh, in the in the last fixture, uh, one yeah, draw, where we yeah. played at Kenilworth Road. I just, I kind of, I agree with Joe. That's how I see the game going. Watch it; it'll be like four six or something like that. Now, but, <laughs> yeah. um, I just kind of see it, and then I just think Luton. You, you hit the nail on the head, James. Everyone kind of underestimates them, and that they're exactly the type type of team. Not that I'm making comparisons to them and us when we're in sixteen seventeen, but everyone's like, oh, but it's Huddersfield. You know, we should be beating these, yeah. or it's Luton. We should yeah. be beating these, but Definitely. they're a well drilled team. I think Nathan Jones is a He's a really good coach, you know, and yeah. his setup with Luton, it just seems to work. Um, so, yeah, I think 1 1. And I, I'd take that, I, I, you know, but yeah. who knows? I was just going to say, really, I really liked um, what you said, like, oh, we'll take take the lead, but I think you actually said league. I just like the fact oh, that, right. yeah, we'll, we'll win the league. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is we, will, we will take the league. Well, yeah. Today at Luton. It begins now. <laughs> the title charge begins now. Yeah. It's going on We've been title charge. too long. But can I just say as well, like, I listened to um, uh, an interview with the manager, Nathan Jones, and I was like really impressed with him, just like the way he spoke to me. Like, I thought I could, you know, if I was any good at football, like, I'd think, oh, yeah, like, I'd love to play for a manager like that. He's just bigging up his players. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I know they're off the back of like a 5 0 win. So <laughs> anything he says is going to sound good in it and profound, but. He was sort of, you know, sort of saying I'd, I wouldn't take any other players over the ones I have here, you know, and just sort of really, I don't know. He, see, he seems like a really intense guy, but like a really good, good manager, particularly for that, that type of like more like a commun- community club. Maybe didn't quite fit the Stoke model, but fits better at like that kind of team where it's like backs against the wall, low wage built. Like it just seemed to really seems to really really work for him and um, they played seem to play well against Bournemouth from the highlights as well and you know they're battering teams left right and centre you know you know they've battered, battered us last season as well so yeah I think they are they are they are a tough opponent definitely but we're I th- I think, in the league yeah <laughs> <laughs> HMS pissed the league yeah uh, well choo choo more train than a boat but well, I don't, do you, what is the, sorry, this like a fog <laughs> on it. Fog on, yeah. You can fog. do a fog on if you want. Mm. <laughs> 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 I, think, 
<laughs> I think I think we should probably leave it there. But um, yeah, no, I I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, I think Luton's a good fit for manager and, and team. I think that's a, a smart, a good observation, James. And we're still working out with Corbyn. Like again, I suppose we're we're rambling on. I'm rambling on a bit here, but I think these are the type of games where I still don't know what how town are going to approach it and I think that says a lot about how obviously Nathan Jones left Luton um, but he's come back and like that in terms we, we're always talking football now about projects um, you know and trust the process and all this and the process for Nathan Jones and Luton has been in place for a long time there was a gap where he went to Stoke but there's still some of the same players you know and they're a lot further along in the process than maybe we are and I think with Corbrand it's one of these games where obviously we're still in the in the project um so i don't really know I, I think it's such an obvious thing to say but how this game is going to go is how huddersfield set up you know we've seen they can do it well again away from home we've seen they've been awful away from home um and i think that's where we're going to kind of really see how good you know luton's a tough place to go and that's where you're going to see how good a manager cover and really is so yeah. it's interesting i think it, i think it'll be a i think it'll be a, a hard fought yeah. game like you say lads um yeah. And because he's such a young manager, I'm still willing to give him that that bit of leeway. Um, yeah. Honestly. Like, we don't always know how Town are going to set up or what he's doing, but I think because we've got such a young talent, uh, I mean, he does have, like, a lot of talent, you can tell. Um, I'm willing to give him that little bit of leeway. And, yeah, it's yeah. been a good start to the season, hasn't it? So. I think he's shown that he can adapt as well, like, between the the, the crowds coming in is, like, probably a big, yeah. big factor. He seems to, like, want to be play. Uh, much more of the attacking, free-flowing style at home. And then away from home, he seems to be the more sort of classic, sort of keep it tight type thing. And um, and he does seem to be have that, be adaptable and have that sort of pragmatic element to him as well, which is which is good, which I think you do need, like certainly like some element of that in the championship. Um, you mm-hmm. know, so I think it's, uh, it's promising signs, promising signs. Yeah. yeah. Well, like we say, lads, we've all predicted for tight games. Uh, I can't wait for it to be 6-4 like I said <laughs> it's just going to be one of them isn't it um, but yeah no thanks thanks to Joe and James for coming on thanks to you guys all for listening as always um, we'll be back you know uh, to preview the next game um, yeah and uh, yeah cheers for listening catch you then oh what a night late in May in 2017 Shinder scored, it was a happy dream What a feeling, what a night Oh, what a night Wagner singing, we are Premier League The greatest sights in Georgia Square at sea What an evening, what a night Got a funny feeling when he walks and a fence and then the commentator yelled he takes that chance Oh what a night so save him mesmerizing me Low low charge and flattened all Chelsea Stanford Bridge, oh what a night Oh I, I got a funny feeling when he walked an fence and then The commentator yelled he takes our chance
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.